The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to a brand new episode. Ah, the name of the episode is Mouthfeel. Yeah, it's the third show. I don't remember exactly what happened, but uh, here we go. It's another episode, brand new episode for you as we do every week. By golly, whether you want it or not, we're going to bring you a new episode every week. Mouthfeel is on the way. Uh, we got a special guest uh, joining us for uh, Broken News. Uh, Larissa Page, the cosplayer, is here. Ooh. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you're, we got a lot of stuff happening on this episode, so uh, do join us. And thank you to all of our uh, sponsors who help pay for the podcast, pay for the party. Dr. Bolt's Comic Connection, of course, open seven days a week. The hold service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount on your purchase of $20 or more. And the previews catalog for free, 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Bolt's Cabin Fever. They got it all, whether it's the gift, the wrapping paper, or the pen, or the card. Cabin Fever located in the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South, 700 East. It's Cabin Fever, so much more than a card store. Chef Daniel at Twin Sons uh, Cafe, that's S-U-N-S, Twin Sons Cafe. He's got a GoFundMe campaign happening to uh, generate some working capital. He needs a beer and a wine license, that kind of thing. So go to GoFundMe.com and search for Twin Sons, S-U-N-S Cafe, and it'll pop right up. And Daniel thanks you in advance. Also, uh, Haster Games... 6831 South State in Salt Lake. Not only does Carrie, uh, not only does Carrie, not only does Carrie enjoy Haster games, not, not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre owned board games and magic products as well. 6831 South State is Haster games. Booze Teak, of course. Carrie enjoys Booze Teak, that's for sure. 315 East Broadway, free parking, a lot of great geek barware there, Uh, everything from Doctor Who to Star Wars and Star Trek, and uh, Ivy has also started carrying Funko Pops, because why the hell not? She enjoys them. 315 East Broadway, get uh, 15, 1-5% off when you say, Geek Show says, hey, making your purchase at uh, at Booze Teak. Go see Ivy at Booze Teak. All right. Uh, let's get to it then. We'll have a message or two, and then we'll get to the uh, brand new episode, Mouthfeel. Please to enjoy. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Suns Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at TwinSunsCafeSLC.com. Hugs are free. Twin Suns, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, it's food is. If you love to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and Magic products, too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. Geek Show! Geek Show! Geek Show! 
Welcome back to the basement. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome, you lucky sons of bitches. You are lucky. I'm full of potatoes. Mm, and cauliflower. <laughs> Potato and cauliflower. And cauliflower. And cashews. Ooh, and cashews. Delicious. Wait, <laughs> cashews? <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate a cashew. I love a cashew. I really do. Cashews is my favorite nut. I will eat them. Is it nut? I think yeah, it is a nut. It's a nut, yeah. 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 I will eat them uh, unroasted and raw. I'll eat them yeah. in a train. Put them in the. Shut put, up! I was going to say this is going to turn into a fucking Doctor Seuss bullshit. Right <laughs> now. Here's here's a little tip for you. Take those unro- unroasted uh, raw cashews. Put yep. them in the freezer. Oh, and then eat them. Here's another. Here's what a, happens? It makes them cold. What happens? It makes them cold. The texture's nice. <laughs> here's another. Uh, oh. Here's another. It's, it's mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. Roast good mouthfeel to that. Yeah. Roast ah. them in the oven on uh, 350 for about half an hour, mm-hmm. and then run it through your food processor with some nutritional yeast and a little bit of salt, and you've got a great topping for popcorn. Well, well, well isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? You guys ever seen what it looks like before? It's a cashew. The fruit that it comes oh. out. of? Yeah, it's fucking it's weird. Crazy looking. looking. Like you see I'll that pull it fruit. up for you. I'll pull it up. You see that? No, don't, because they is won't want to eat them. Is it going to put me off? No, yeah, no, no. It's just cool looking. It looks like something out of sci-fi movie. It looks like a tree vagina. It, what? It, it looks kind of like a forehead a level trevi- dong. A trevina. Trevina? A tree vagina. A tree vagina. It does. Yeah. I don't think it does. I think I think you're wrong. <laughs> Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's an almond. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, he, he thinks it looks like a tree vagina. He's Shannon Barnson. I sure fucking am. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even wow. read what, what your shirt says. I haven't because that's that's like a run. Show us your tits. That's like a oh. It's like because that's like a Run DMC logo. Yeah, but it says I teach rock. I teach rock. I got this. Uh, this is one of the things I got when I went to that little Stevens. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. You know, nice. and if you know if uh, you got to actually like teach fun stuff, I there's a whole curriculum out there that's all tied to rock and roll that I could teach. But you can't. But I can't because it's just like reading rainbow. Rock and roll. Rock and roll's the uh, devil. It's because you've got people who are not teachers <laughs> telling you what you yeah, should teach. Yeah, oh. yeah like, uh, I know, right? Well, at least anyway, you have, but at least hey, you, pub quiz. you know what? I could do whatever I want at my fucking pub quiz. Yes. You could teach rock uh, there. There's no one there telling you what to do. Well, who would dare? There actually is not. Well, there is. They're just happy I show up on time. <laughs> That's a... Uh, I get texts from Brian all the time. You, you fucking coming? And I'm like, yeah, I'm on my way. <laughs> um, and I'm there by like... 829. Easily. Like, right. But uh, if you want to get a seat, come at 8 o'clock, Lucky 13. Order yourself a ha- a hamburger. Uh, a hamburger? Hamburger. A hamburger. A hamburger. Hamburger. Best hamburgers in town. Right? You should have ordered from Lucky 13 for the fucking football team, whatever the fuck they were. Uh, you know, enjoy fucking shits and giggles with me, Brian Young. <laughs> well, at the Lucky 13. I'll enjoy them with you. <laughs> nah, I think the, you come. You enjoy. All right, because I'm mean to him. Because <laughs> I'm mean to him. <laughs> oh, well, then I would thoroughly enjoy that. First, he sees him, and then he pushes him. <laughs> so mean. And then he says, "Shut up, Michael Beck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I yell, at "Mike!" I just pretty much I, I I ask questions, say mean shit, and then yell at Michael Beck and <laughs> fucking Brian Young. That's how it works. That's good. I like yelling at Brian Young. What is what is this badge on your? Uh, this is uh, this is here. this is the symbol. All of a sudden, of the, he's really interested in our tchotchkes. This is the symbol of the Nomad Army from the game Infinity that I play. Oh, there you go. It's mm. a button sent to me uh, by by Carlos Bostria <laughs> from the Corvus Belli game company in Spain. Well, look at you. Yeah, he didn't send it to me personally. He sent us a bag of them at the game store, right. and I was like, Carlos sent it to me because I'm <laughs> special. 
He's special. He's Lee George K. God, am I special? <laughs> Holy hell! Yeah. I, every morning, every morning I look up, I get up, I go into the bathroom, I look in the mirror, and I'm like, "Oh my God, you're so fucking special. You're magnificent." <laughs> You should read your own articles on Bleeding Cool. Mm. I bet you only have a minimal amount of typos because you don't edit, you dumbass. You should edit. You're not that special. Jesus Christ, dude. This happens oh. every day? Every day. God, every that's day. tiring. Yeah, and, no, I can, and I can hear it from here. I can. <laughs> My poor dog. And, and he lives by the fucking uh, strip club. Yeah. yeah. I live by so many things. I live, I, live, I live equidistant to three different breweries. And all three Lucky make you. fantastic beer. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, if you want to check out the reviews that I've been writing and some opinion articles about some you know funny hijinks that happen in the world of comics or television or games, um, I'm Bleeding Cool. You can also uh, check out Bleeding Cool TV on Twitter, where you'll probably see the articles before they get anywhere else. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at LGCade. That's L for Lee, G for George, mm-hmm. and Cade for Cade. All right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty simple stuff to find. And I'll be posting yeah. everything in my microverse right there. So... Uh. You say that to yourself in the mirror, but Jimmy, uh, one of uh, my most favorite things you've ever told me about is your uh, your dad's my college. Dad, my dad's roommate. Your dad's college roommate. What did he say to himself every morning? You good looking son of a bitch. I hope you never die. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> and my dad would be like, why? Because I get better looking every, every day. day. <laughs> He gets better looking every day. He's Jimmy Martin. I don't know about that. Oh, <laughs> come on. It's true. It's true. Just take it. Take, take it? it? Yeah. Just take, take it. Take the compliment. I'll take it. I take it. To the limit. Anyway. That was a song written by the Eagles' wives, actually, about their credit cards. Didn't, <laughs> oh, you didn't know that. Bet you didn't know that. Is that really for real? As far as you know. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy, go ahead. Watch your KSL. You can watch your big, big movie mouth off. You can listen to me on the show and you get a mediocre show and read me and slug. Uh, and, he's, uh, he's, I love it. You're still making consonants. Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he's also starting a podcast. Oh, it's a, it's a 10-part podcast, uh, the Jimmy Martin uh, Big Pig podcast. It is about entirely just about the band Big Pig from the late Interesting. 80s. Interesting. <laughs> I, I, believe, I, I believe that I like a bird that you see way up in the sky. It's the Inconsonance <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, hi, Tony. Hey. <laughs> I looked up the cashew fruit. You want to see it? Sure. Don't show me your fuck it up. Look at that. Oh, oh it, it looks weird. like a ball sack. Ugh, what's what's that hanging out? That's, that's a, the cashew. That's, that's the, the testicle. It's, oh, I see. That's the cashew the... has a, a shell that is shaped like itself. It does look like a testicle. It's a Florida it, State seminal vesicle. Now you know what you're eating. It looks kind of, like a testicle. It looks like a testicle. I imagine it's like a testicle that's I mean, got a problem. I was going to say, that's a swollen red nut yeah. sack. But oh, I've, I've like had a, that problem. If yeah. one of those were <laughs> like. cancer. If one of those were forehead height to carry, he'd probably scream and relive some childhood trauma. I would. He's never eating a cashew again. Oh. You go uh, to that plant and go. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll tweet out this picture of a cashew fruit. Do that. On my Twitter. All right. Quad T Tony. Plug. Yeah, that's right. That was good, though. Thank you. Good job. Good plug. And good I'm, job. I'm here every week on the Geek Show or every other week on the Gadget Spot. All right. Hey, one time his nutsack looked like a cashew fruit. <laughs> it did. Oh, He's no. our host. It really did. But it's gone now. We don't have to worry about that. Well, Shannon remembers that. Yeah. Ooh. I remember that. Yeah. That's when we became We all friends. take a good look at it. We said, gotta yep. get that checked out, bud. That ain't right. <laughs> better get that cashew fruit looked no, at, man. I was, that the, ain't right. I can see the size of a comely egg, but a grapefruit, sir. Yeah. Get some medical right. attention. He's uh, our host. Hi. 
Carrie Jackson. Oh, I'm Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Those were fun days, weren't oh, they? Oh, God, wasn't it? Yep. Real good times. I nearly saw Shannon pass out. He was up visiting me in the hospital. Oh, and you got weirded out by the stuff in the hospital? Well, not well, just he that. Got, he was like, he looked like he got gutted like a trout. Ooh. Yeah. Because they did, they, probably, they split me. I probably Carrie, passed out back too. in the day. Carrie but could actually be the body double for Detective Frankenstein. I could, I could <laughs> easily. <got> enough scars. <laughs> uh, I, 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 yeah, I got so many scars. I won't show you any of them. Yeah, but the coolest story, you'd be like, yeah, I got gutted in prison. But I remember the the, the woman was coming in. It was right after the surgery, mm-hmm. and and the nurse came in, and she did not do a good job of sticking the needle in my arm for, went, for oh, the IV. Right away. Oh yeah, that and, would do me. And I had yep. my head away from it because I can't watch. Yeah. And I'm it's, the same way. It's I you, you yes. and Sonya were there, yeah. and and it just started squirting, and I was looking at both of you, and you both. Uh, yeah. That that would have been me too. And I I think I so, even said hmm. something's wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, because there was blood squirting like, everywhere. You couldn't see it, but from their faces, you knew something but, was wrong. Yeah, from the, my knees buckled. <laughs> look at the two of them. I went, something's wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, she just became a blood fountain. Yeah. And then the nurse actually said, "Oops, oh. oops." <laughs> and, and you, you never want to hear that. You in never want to never ever. Oops. Never want to hear that. So the best way to actually handle any kind of needle being stuck into your arm by another person uh, is to take on the persona of Paul Lind. Oh, that's great. You're doing a wonderful job. Uh, Every time I have to get blood drawn, I look at the person and go, I'm going to tell you I don't like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you do a bad job... I'm going to wreck this fucking place. <laughs> See, I, I, I would tell them if you do a bad job, you're going to have to pick me up off the floor. Because um, I, I will pass I'll out. I'll go fucking PCP berserk. <laughs> did you hear about the guy who did pass out like recently? And they took him to the emergency room and he had like a $4,000 bill. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a guy. He was just at home or something. And he, yeah. and he, he passed out. Yeah. And they, you know, was, ambulance yeah. and. and oh, shebang, it wasn't even yeah. a home. It was like at a store or something. Yeah. yeah. And it was ambulance and all of that shit. He wakes up in the emergency room. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. I just passed out. Sorry. Yes, you're fine. Yeah. Go home. And uh, he gets a bill for four thousand dollars. Yeah, because the yeah. ambulance and the emergency room and all that shit. That's yep. four grand. Now my my wife. I, I would just kill myself for that. I point. mean, you know, my no. wife. My wife works in medical billing, and mm-hmm. every couple of days she's got another. Yeah. Oh, our medical system is so. Fucked. No, Mr. Hannity yeah. says that it's the best medical oh, system. Uh, yeah, we have, a, we have a medical system. Here's, here's one she told me about uh, a couple weeks ago where uh, you take a homeless person huh? who, to get off of the streets, um, goes through rehab to get off the drugs, gets cleaned up. We gets, give probably them, get some uh, mental help. Get some mental health, uh, uh, mental health help. And they're given uh, they're given Medicaid to help them get through that, so that they're not stuck with this huge bill. Yeah. And then they uh, nine times out of ten, if they actually graduate from that program, they end up in a job placement program mm-hmm. where they start making some uh, enough money that they're no longer eligible for Medicaid, and then they are suddenly responsible for all of the rehabilitation costs. Oh, oh my gosh! And Jesus. then they can't afford those rehabilitation costs. So then they go so back they, on the fucking street. Well, because they start garnishing their, they start garnishing their paychecks. And they can't afford the rent in the apartment they're in anymore, and then they're literally back on the streets. Yeah. where sometimes it's better. So to be it's so why I, it's why I don't go to the dentist because I don't want to know. So that kid from Dead, Deadly Class is right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, I, I think mm-hmm. the word was guys like Reagan forgot the guillotine. Yeah, and sometimes we need to remind them. All right. Uh, that was so political, you guys. So was, political. That was uh, Henry Rollins, right? That was yeah. Rollins. Yes. Uh, let's see. We got a letter. Ah. Oh. Letters. 
after them enchanting. I'm, I'm going to do it, guys. I'm going to do it. Enchanting. I'm going to do it. Do it. Tony. Huh? I think you're a producer now. Yeah. Wow. Look what? At Look at you, Thank bud. You. You're all grows up. You're know, all grows up. You know, in April, it's our 11th anniversary, and I'm glad that- I finally made it. Yeah. Yeah. It's only taken me eight years. A uh, letter from uh, James. Uh, I just wanted to thank you guys for what you've done. Oh, you're welcome, James. Uh, Wait till he gets his bill. Oh. <laughs> you've all inspired me. <laughs> you've all inspired me to chase my dreams in more ways than one. I hope to become a successful fiction writer one day. I have one. Uh, see, I have one book complete. It's a rough draft, and now working on the second as well. Good uh, for him. You guys are the best. I'll continue to listen no matter what. Uh, also, <laughs> no matter no what. matter what. Even if you start sucking, I'll Even keep if you listening. Start fucking sucking dick. Did well, he seriously say no matter what? No matter what. No Challenge what? accepted. All right. No, no, because <laughs> that'll happen. It's coming, bud. Uh, let's see, Shannon. You crack me up as well as the rest of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait. I don't think it's. I was that. singled out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I guess so the rest of us just were saying. But there, though, I want to keep this because keep usually that. when I'm singled out, like in an iTunes review, it's like <laughs> you participate. Fuck you, Shannon. <laughs> so <laughs> this time nice. you got singled out, and the rest of us are just participants. Yeah, yeah you just guys participants. are participants. Yeah, that's okay. I guess I love James. <sighs> James Acosta. All right. Uh, let's see. Now I'm um, gonna frame this shit. Uh, we can't stop talking about. Into the Spider Verse because it's just because it's fantastic, a masterpiece. It, it, yep. Honestly, I think it's like it, it changed. Uh, it it was a game changer. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we're. It's one of those movies that we're going to go. That's know, when animated movies yeah. kind of grew that's when, up. That's when it bit. changed. And it also like, made me go, "Oh, that's what a Polo- post Malone's is." You <laughs> <laughs> uh, local. Utah. Oh, we we know him. Oh, he we call lives him here, huh? Mr. Yes. Mr. Sharpie Face. Yeah, Mr. Sharpie Face. He's. <laughs> He, he looks, looks like he, he looks like he fell asleep at a frat party. There was um, <laughs> this is true. He does. Dumb, some bitch fell asleep on the bathroom well, floor. Woke the, up. The, he's Mister Shoppy Face. The best description I read about him is he looks like the one um, percent of germs that Lysol doesn't kill. <laughs> you see, oh my god! You see oh. that? Uh, <laughs> I, my, 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 favorite, brilliant. my favorite Post Malone is that Akari uh, dressed up as him for Halloween. Oh, that oh so that's funny. right. Yeah. yeah. Sharpied up her face. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, when they when they make a movie mm-hmm. and uh, before it opens, they do test screening. Sure. With audiences to see like what, what works and what doesn't. Yeah. There was apparently a joke oh. that in every test screening killed... But they removed it anyway. Because they thought it was confusing, right? No, they, they, they just, it just didn't help the scene, apparently. All right, here's what they said. Uh, so it was, uh, the scene stands out because it's a rare moment of sincerity from Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham. Oh, yeah. It says, it, most of the stuff from him in the movie are one-liners. Yeah. You know. Um, he tearfully tells Miles, you know, he goes around the room and, and basically points out they've all lost somebody they care about, and that's part of the job. You know, because uh, Spider-Man Noir has won. Gwen lost his uh, her friend. Her, her uh, Peter. Peter. Yeah. Uh, here's she the, lost her Peter. She lost her Peter. <laughs> so one of one of the one of the writers said the way the scene originally went was Noir said he lost his uncle Benjamin, Peter lost Uncle Ben, Gwen lost Peter. We went through everyone. Spider-Ham said he lost his uncle Frankfurter. He was electrocuted, and it smelled, it smelled so, so good. good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jesus. Now, apparently, in every test screening, that joke killed. <laughs> I love cannibalism jokes. 
but they decided to take it out. And they added like some tearful shit. Well, what they, what they did was is, uh, getting some of the biggest laughs in the entire movie, particularly because it was so shocking and surprising. And even though it elicited one of the best responses of the film, they changed it shortly before release. They kept the animation of Spider-Ham crying, but changed what the character was crying about. Uh, Rothman explained that they chose to take something out of the audiences, even though they enjoyed it. He said it came down to the integrity of the scene. This is a cartoon we're talking right. about, yeah, yeah. Well, where well, it's a it's a pig spider guy. Uh, All right. Uh, another thing I, I read about that they uh, cut from the movie. Mm-hmm. There's originally going to be a gag that had Tobey Maguire, Andrew Gar- uh, Garfield, and uh, what's uh, the other spot? one? The other one, uh, the Tom new Holland. spider, Tom Holland. All showing up as Spider-Man, and they didn't do it because they thought it'd be too confusing. Yeah. Well, the other reason why they cut that, that scene, Carrie, is uh, there was another Spider-Man that they didn't have. Uh, he was Peta Porker, and they were worried about backlash from Peta. Uh, here's what he explained. He says they well, chose Peta Porker just wants to kill all pit bulls, right? No, well, and also doesn't <laughs> like jokes about ham. Uh, here's why they took it out. I hate those people. Uh, he said it came down to the integrity of the scene, the characters, and who Spider-Man is at his core. We just decided this is a bad laugh. This is throwing off the energy in the scene. Spider-Man is a real person with real feelings, and we wanted people to get that. This is a cartoon for I, children. I think it could they could they could have got away with it, but but they but they decided. Yeah. But no, I mean, this it, is, it works fine either way. But that's my point: me. is that how much thought yeah. did they put into this project? I mean, and you got to admire that a lot more than the last. Uh, Last two Spider-Man movies before they went to Marvel. Oh, the Andrew Garfield ones. <laughs> I liked them. I, I liked, liked the first one. I liked the, him. I liked him. I liked the Electro episode uh, a lot because yeah. it was just like if I wrote a really bad movie, that's what it would look like. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about the Electro stuff. Oh, the Electro one was horrible. It was very good. Yeah, try not. Try but not, Tom but, Holland's. Peter but the Parker's Lizard one. one was good. The first one. The Lizard one was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had fun with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff here. Oh, here we go. Indeed. You're not going to believe this. So, uh, Alan Moore. What? What? Snakes and wizard. Poop snakes. (laughs) Production is currently underway on The Show, an independent film written by Alan Moore. Oh, boy. Starring his beard. Wait a minute. Alan Moore's writing a movie? Does he do that? I thought he was like, comics are the greatest medium of all time. Or fucking hate movies. Okay. You got my attention. He's written the screenplay. He also has a role in the movie. Oh, jeez. That's going to be fucking awesome. What could go wrong? Everything. Is he going to play a hobo? Like fucking everything. They walk by? He's going to play Happy's friend. (laughs) He's going to play a beard. (laughs) The the show is an indie fantasy epic based on a series of Kickstarter-funded short films. It stars... Oh, uh, God, this sounds great. Yeah, stars Tom Burke as Fletcher Dennis, a man who's been hired to find a stolen artifact in Northampton, a dark and mysterious English town. Uh, in a statement to uh, Deadline, Moore said he was trying to create a world with no throwaway dialogue and no throwaway characters to build a large epic fantasy. What? A world where every character is memorable, distinctive, and attempting to steal the whole show for themselves, just as we do in real life. So it's like Mass Singer. And I wanted to make a piece of radical and progressive cinema that was also ridiculously sumptuous, involving, and entertaining... A genuinely spectacular show. I feel like he just put big words yeah, together. I just like, yeah, yeah I'm mean, like, he fucking like just started tearing pages out of his thesaurus. Yeah. He's like, get me Baz Luhrmann. Jeez. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, he retired from comics in 2016. Oh, I didn't know that. He said okay. that. Has been working more in film and television uh, lately, including uh, developing the horror noir series Showpieces for Shudder. Why has everything got show in it? I don't know. That's Remember right. he wrote the great, and, uh, the great and Secret show? That's right. Oh, that was Neil Gate. Who no, did that, Happy? Okay, oh, so, that was... Oh, that was... I want to say Remender, but... It, mm, well, I'm probably wrong. It's probably Hickman, then. <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay, here's the official plot description for the show. Tell me how Alan Moore is this. Okay. His beard wrote it. Give me a level. All right, let's hear this. <laughs> so, like, from one to ten. I think we've on, all, on the Moore scale. We've all read our fair share of Alan Moore. From, oh, one, yeah, sure. from one to well, Alan yeah. Moore, what is the rating? So, we, can, right. we can give a fair judgment on I this. I think so. How Alan Moore is this? A frighteningly focused man of many talents... Okay. Sure. Passports and identities. Oh. Arrives at England's broken heart, a haunted Midlands town that has collapsed to a black hole of dreams. We're already at a four. Only to find, <laughs> only to find that this new territory is at least as strange and dangerous as he is. Attempting to locate a certain person and a certain artifact for his insistent client, he finds himself sinking into quicksand, into a quicksand twilight world of dead Lotharios, six comatose sleeping beauties, voodoo gangsters, max uh, masked adventurers, unlikely nineteen thirties private eyes, eight, and violent uh, chiaroscuro women. Oh, chiaroscuro! Thank you. It's art style. <laughs> and. And this is Northampton when it's still awake. Fifteen. <laughs> Once the town closes its eyes, there's another world entirely going on beneath the twitching lids. The town has eyes. Thirty-two. <laughs> A world of glittering and sinister delirium, much worse than any social or economic devastation. Welcome to the British nightmare, with its gorgeous flesh, its tinsel, and its luminous light entertainment monsters, its hallucinatory austerity. 68. Welcome to the show. Nice. It is 68 out of 10. Yeah. Well, this is just the story of Brexit, isn't it? And I would, yes. And I would add extra points because it's British spelling throughout. Oh, it's, awesome. It's got, it's it's got unnecessary use in it. Yeah. It's the story of. Brexit, as told by David Lynch and narrated by Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> uh, Happy is a Grant Morrison show. Grant Morrison. Uh, yeah, that's it. I knew it was one of those guys. All right. Harry, you know what? It's Mr. Happy's second time. Oh, I'm sorry. Alan Moore needs to get off his high horse about his comic books and work with the studio to make Tom Strong. Did you ever read any of his Tom oh, Strong yes, stuff? Oh, yes, sir. That was really cool. That was some good shit. That yeah. was good old retro yep. superhero shit. Super good. And it's perfect time to do something like that. Yeah. That's why it'll never happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> After do these messages, yeah, we'll be right back. Rock. Well, let's see what's happening at Dr. Volt's Comic Connection in February. The Savage Sword of Conan. Conan returns to Marvel with the Savage Sword of Conan. Conan takes to the seas in this all-new adventure, battling pirates, cultists, and sea monsters. Conan pits his unrelenting might against all foes that would dare cross his path. Wonder Twin Powers activate, form of a new and exciting series by DC Comics. Exiled from their home planet, alien heroes Zan and Jaina must navigate life as teens on Earth at South Metropolis High, where they're even bigger outsiders than the typical awkward young adults. Under the watchful eye of Superman, the brother and sister pull monitor duty at the Hall of Justice as interns. If you think you know the Wonder Twins, think again. This book takes on the form of the unexpected. And the Demon of Devlin Hall, new on Kickstarter, the Demon of Devlin Hall 
Devlin Hall is the roughest school in Marathon City, and constant fighting and bullying are taking its toll, and a new bully has taken over the school, and it's up to one young man to restore order, and to do that, he becomes the Demon of Devlin Hall, exciting martial arts action in the style of Daredevil on Kickstarter. Open seven days a week, the hold service is free, and with that you get a 10% discount on your purchases of $20 or more, and the previous catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South, it's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Booze Teak can step up your gift-giving game. You'll love the geek barware. Get Star Wars or Star Trek drink can cozies, Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you, I know, and more. Plus Funko Pops, including Ivy's favorite, Death from the Sandman comic, and Funko Bob Ross as Deadpool, and even more geekware. Don't forget accessories for wine and cocktails to entertain and celebrate. Gift cards are available as well. Located at 315 East Broadway, they got free parking at Booze Teak. Get 15% off when you say, Geek Show says hey. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Suns Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsunscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Suns, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, it's food is. If you love to play games, especially board games like Dungeons & Dragons, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. Not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and Magic products, they buy pre-owned board games and Magic products, too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State in Salt Lake. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great place to stay and play. Broken news, welcome to it. Name of the episode is Mouthfeel. <laughs> and it will we'll get is this the third third show? Third show. Uh, we'll get back <laughs> we'll get back to it in a moment. But uh, we gotta do broken news now. So joining me for broken news, of course, Shannon Barnson. What's up, you pheasants? And our <laughs> and our special guest, Larissa Page. Yay! Cosplayer I, extraordinaire. I like to think of myself more as a scroll. I can be any different person and then when I'm in my normal form I'm a potato. I like that. So <laughs> I like that. Potato scroll. Uh, anyway, so uh, broken news. Um, uh, oh, a couple of things. This just in. What? Too many goddamn shows. <laughs> too many goddamn shows is the problem. Um, I mean, I just started up with uh, Umbrella Academy last night. How is night. it? I was going to start it last night, but it's uh, You know, I, here's the thing. I have not read the comic, so I have that benefit going mm-hmm. in. Um, yeah, and, and it was one of me and Jeffy's favorite series. You, you read it. Uh-huh. Okay. Me and Jeffy loved it. Now, as I recall, the way that Jeff described it to me is it was a little bit more crazy than what I'm seeing on the show. Oh, really? Because it was weird as fuck. Because, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of weird shit in there. Mm-hmm. But I got the feeling that it, in the comic it was more weird. Well, and, and part of it was the art was is really stylized and yeah. stuff, too. So that kind of added to it. Because the show is... It's keeping itself pretty grounded, even with all the crazy shit around. Have you been watching it? No, I've <laughs> seen stuff about it on my Twitter, but it's one I haven't. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. hearing from people who read the book that, that the comic book was more off the hook 
crazy and that the TV series is remaining reasonably grounded, even yeah, with all I, the crazy shit. I, I don't think you could make it as crazy as the um, as the comic and have it be a success. Well, I was going to say, you, you know, know what I mean? Like you're making it not just for if you were making it just for fans of the comics, that'd be you know, yeah, a hundred people. Half of them are dead. <laughs> is it one? That, it was me and Jeff. Has it just started the show, or has it been around for? Uh, the Umbrella Academy show yeah. started it's, this weekend. Yeah, okay. started this weekend. That project has been in development in one way, shape, or form, tossed well, around like ten years because wow. Jeffy was still around. Yeah, tossed around Hollywood for about ten years until it finally landed on Netflix, uh, where they're doing it. And I'd, I'd say they're doing a good job. I'd love I'm to check it out. Check it out, please, yeah. because I would like to talk to somebody who read the comics and then. I, but I haven't read it in like ten years, so I'll I'll say this about it. Um, Again, not knowing anything about the comics, uh, you had me at Monkey Butler. <laughs> oh yeah, the Monkey Butler. Uh, yeah. Pogo, you know, you you had me at that. Does he talk? Uh, yes, oh, he's got mm-hmm. glasses and wears uh-huh. a suit and everything. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then Robot Mom, you had me at Robot Mom, yeah. and I I just went okay. I'm th- these are my people. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have noticed about it is is that, I mean, again, I'm only five episodes in, and apparently it's a ten episode run. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not spending a lot of time expositioning, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's like, here's our universe. Right. Pay attention, motherfucker, <laughs> or you're going to get lost, exactly. you know? And, and so you really do. You have to pay attention to understand. I'm still a little lost on the timey-wimey shit. <laughs> uh, I'm not quite sure, but again, Having maybe... Having a hard time with that, P-Pop? Maybe that gets explained <laughs> later on in the episodes, but uh, we'll see. Uh, good actors, I'll say that, all the way around. Good performances. Ellen Page, right? Yeah. Great oh. performances from everybody. That's awesome. So, yeah. Didn't Doom Patrol start this weekend, too? I think it did. I'm relying on you. Because God damn, because... I, too many shows. Because I'm not. I don't have the DC app. I don't either. But it. I think it started on Friday. It did. It started yeah. on Friday. Yeah. So let me. So know. I, so I say, which fucking bonkers superhero <laughs> show do I watch? Exactly. I get that. Like, yeah, it's it's there. It's on the app. <laughs> if um, all of them are are they dropping them a week I at a time like a, like CBS? Oh no. That's what they did with um, Titans. They did that with Titans. Uh huh. So if you would have told me. Well, let's say 10 years ago, mm-hmm. that I'd be deciding on, what do I watch first, the Umbrella Academy show or the Duke Patrol show? <laughs> what about, fuck you, right? You would have no punched future Shannon in the oh, face. Said, You're a liar. <laughs> Get out of here. Why would they make those shows? It's just insane. And then I got... Well, I'll just, I'll just get right to <laughs> okay. it then. All I was right. going to do some plugs, but let's, let's get right to this, and we'll do the plugs later. If you'd have told me 10 years ago... Uh, what's this? That Aquaman movie would have made that Aquaman is million dollars. It's still making all the fucking money. If you'd have told me that, <laughs> but then here's some more. What crazy superhero shows do you watch now? Because uh, Disney announced. Because yeah. you know they they own Hulu as well. Yeah. And, and what yeah. they decided to do with Disney Plus is that's where all the friendly, family friendly stuff's going to go. Your Avengers movies, oh. your Indiana Jones, your Star Wars movies, all that's going to go on Disney Plus. And for our adult stuff. That's what we have Hulu for. Okay. So okay. it's it's not called Disney. It's it's Hulu. Right. And they announced four adult. <laughs> God damn it! Series. God damn it! Animated. Okay. Oh, I saw this. Based yeah. on you ready for this? Four Marvel characters. Well, five technically. Yeah. 
Because okay. it's quite a lineup. <laughs> because Modoc is getting his own series. Yeah, Modoc. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes, his own series. Mm-hmm. Um, Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey. Oh my. Which was uh, a short run. Yeah. Uh, Marvel comic. <laughs> ever... No. It's a well. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a monkey that's a hitman. That yeah. sounds fantastic. Yeah. Hit, hit Monkey. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go into him here in a bit. Tigra and Dazzler. I heard about that one. That one I'm excited for. Getting their own show. Yeah. And. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting his own adult and then animated series. And then they're all going to team up. They're all going to team no. up yeah. into a special called The Offenders. <laughs> uh, so so here's the rundown. Here are the descriptions. Modoc centers around an egomaniacal supervillain with a really big head and a little body <laughs> who struggles to maintain control of his evil organization and his demanding family. His family? <laughs> Patton Oswalt is going to executive produce. Oh, Yay. dear. <laughs> Hit Monkey. Yeah. Tells the tale of a wronged Japanese snow monkey mentored by the ghost of, of an American assassin as he cuts a wide swath through the Tokyo underworld in his darkly cinematic and brutally funny revenge saga. <laughs> I can't remember. If, and Hit Monkey doesn't talk. He's just a monkey. He's just a monkey. <laughs> Tigra and Dazzler. Tigra... Made my pants tingle when I was a kid. <laughs> I, I must admit. Tigra and Dazzler, a story about two woke superheroes and best friends, Tigra and Dazzler, as they fight for recognition among powered people who make up the 8 million stories in Los Angeles. Chelsea Handler is executive producer. Oh, dear oh, God. That's going to be fantastic. And then finally, trapped in a world he never made, <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> America's favorite fighting fowl hopes to return home with the help of his unstoppable gal pal Beverly before the evil Dr. Bong can Ah, they're bringing in Dr. Bong! can turn him into the crispiest dish on the menu. Do you know what Dr. Bong is? I don't. He's, He's <laughs> His head is a giant bell. And, okay. and his hands oh. a cl- and his hands a clapper. It's just a brown clapper that's not Dong. the kind of bong i was yeah, thinking no, of honestly I, you were confused because you a little confused you were confused because you found out that kevin smith was writing it okay oh, dear. so that's where go. the dr bong confusion comes in but also before the kevin smith haters step up let me just say <laughs> that dave willis who's an adult swim legend the voice of meatwad for god's sake uh dave willis is also going to be involved and nice executive produce the yeah, offenders I was, I was really excited about this this week <laughs> Uh, the Offenders follows Modoc, Dazzler, Tigra, Hitmonkey, and Howard the Duck as they are all forced to team up in order to save the world and certain parts of the universe. <laughs> is the description. We're living in quite a time, Carrie Jackson. I'm getting a Howard the Duck cartoon for Finally. adults, and that's all I care about. I've got a, uh, my favorite Howard the Duck comic is an, is a, I don't even know if it's an annual. It's a black and white and it was just like a super special. It was yeah. released, and it was it's bigger than a comic book. It's like you know magazine size. And they used it, to do that all the time. And mm-hmm. and it was uh, like I said, black and white. And it was called Return to Duck World, and it was where he finally gets back to Duck World, and Beverly is with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was surprisingly naughty. Because I always remember <laughs> Howard the Duck being kind of naughty. yeah because yeah. because oh Howard, my God the way they just threw Beverly for crying well out yeah I mean that yeah. was the thing Howard got on the Tonight Show. With Johnny Quaxon to talk about his adventures on this planet with all the hairless apes. And they find out that he brought one with him. And a scientist wanted to find out more about Beverly. And somehow 
using a vacuum cleaner to suck her clothes off yeah. <laughs> was how it was done. But Science! Anyway, but they had all the inside jokes on Duck World, like the Uncanny X-Ducks comic book on the, on the stand. You know, just yeah. shit like yeah. that that was all through there that I just thoroughly enjoyed. I hope they do a lot of that stuff. Anyway, so you got that. Um, more weird TV shows. Okay, here we go. Okay. So the BJ and the Bear revamp? <laughs> I wish. No. It's a terrible show. Uh, uh-uh. Well, seven lady truckers. <laughs> wow. Oh, that, I forgot about the seven lady truckers. Thank you. And Sheriff Lobo. Sheriff Lobo. <laughs> Who got his own series yeah, after yeah. that. All right. The seven lady truckers did not. But Sheriff Lobo yeah. did, which is a tragedy. Um, so we're finding out more about this Loki TV series for... Oh, look at... For, for Disney Plus, yeah. Um, and again, this will be on Disney Plus, so it's not just for adults. Uh, they have landed Michael Waldron, who used to write for Rick and Morty, still does write wow. for Rick and Morty, and he's going to be the showrunner and and write the pilot. And yeah. it's going to be say what you will about Rick and Morty, it's got smart writing. It does. It really does. Um, so he has got some shitty fans. <laughs> yes. So he's going to write the pilot, act as the show creator, and executive produce the series. Tom Hiddleston will be in it, Larissa. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, apparently, the plot will follow Loki as the trickster and shapeshifter, popping up throughout human history as an unlikely influencer on historical events. Okay, so it happens before he died. Yeah. Or didn't die. We don't know. Or we don't. Yeah, we don't know. I'm pretty sure he's dead. But uh, he looked pretty dead. He he looked very dead. <laughs> seemed awfully dead. He yes. seems awfully dead. Uh, Marvel working on you know a bunch of other. You're getting the Vision and the Scarlet Witch yeah. show. Oh my god, that's two that's, of my favorite characters, and I loved the series. Uh, god, in the '80s, the comic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, I've got a couple of issues over. Yeah, there. I love it. Uh, loved it. That's, it's, do you think they're going to have one. their demon soul childs? Yeah. It's, uh, that it's, was such a good run. Oh, you know my gosh. You know what they could do to make me happy? Is if they just took that Tom King uh, run on The Visions yeah. just recently. Oh, yeah. And just do that. They could yeah. do it on Hulu. <laughs> I, oh, yes. They should just put that it thing, on Hulu. You bought me that. Uh, I bought you that. That trade, and I was just like, this is fucking crazy. It's really good. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, anytime a writer can come along and make me care about a character that I never cared about. See, I've always liked the vision. You've always yeah, liked always. vision. I've never been a, a big fan, but I, except for when he um, got that white costume, I didn't like that. Didn't no. like the white costume. Yeah. Oh, I liked it fine. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Marvel had no comment. Uh, Disney had no comment. Anyway, Vision and Scarlet, uh, which being uh, run by Captain Marvel writer uh, Jack <gasps> Schaefer. Yay! Uh, then the other series you're getting is, of course, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yay! Uh, I'm just excited. Yeah, these are all characters that I love. But this I'm guy, ready. this guy Waldron, he's got he's got uh, he's got uh, the rep here. He uh, comes from Atlanta. Uh, began his screenwriting career under uh, Dan Harmon and Dino Stamatopoulos. That's the uh, <laughs> Moral Oral and St- Starburns. Starburns, yeah, yeah. Uh, Starburns Industry. Uh, it's a good show. Uh, that's that's his tag thing. Uh, 2017 served as creator and showrunner for the uh, writer's room on Heels, which was Star's pilot centered on two rival brothers. Currently, he is developing Florida Man with Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> with Steven Soderbergh? With Steven Soderbergh. And writing and producing on the upcoming season of uh, Rick and Morty. So he's a busy okay. dude. Yeah. Busy dude. Florida Man. What a great... <laughs> 
What a great concept. And I hope like it's one guy who, who has does all, that, <laughs> does all that fucked up shit does for all Florida. That shit. Oh, like I, you guys, your morning show would not be able to function without Florida. Yeah. They do supply, I like, would say easily, <laughs> half, half of the boners. Yeah, I would say 60. Yeah, 60% maybe of your 60%. boners. Oh, Florida. What the fuck is wrong with Florida? To the point. Except for our <laughs> listeners in Florida, you're great. <laughs> you're not like the rest of them. You're, you're one of the good ones. Yes. Yeah, pheasant. Um, <laughs> then other animated and kid shows that are coming. Another, you know, do you watch this? Mm-hmm. I will. Um, a kid-focused Star Trek animated series Yay. on Nickelodeon. Really? Yeah. Come on, have it be Starfleet Academy. Oh, that would be, be great. They're not, they're not saying what it is. Uh, Alex Kurtzman, uh, okay. uh, the Viacom-owned cable network Nickelodeon, near a deal for a new animated series from uh, Alex Kurtzman. Maybe it's Tribbles. And uh, <clears throat> Emmy-winning writers Kevin and Dan Hageman, who did Troll Hunters and Ninjago. Uh, details are slim. The new animated series would target younger viewers. It will be the first Star Trek series to land an outside network after CBS TV Studios revive the franchise. So it, yeah. it won't be on the CBS app. Maybe I thought be, it was going to be on the app. Maybe it'll be Star Trek Babies. <laughs> maybe. Star Trek Babies! But here's what Kurtzman said Baby about Kirk. this. Here's what Kurtzman said about this, and I, and I kind of disagree with him. He says, I go back to my childhood and Luke Skywalker... The, the farm boy who looks out at the twin sons of Tatooine and imagines his future, Trek never gave me that, according to this guy Kurtzman, who is now in charge of all the Star Trek. Trek was always fully formed adults already in Starfleet and people wait. who have decided who they are. did they see that reboot movie? Um, <laughs> and God, um, I seem to remember he was in space. He was, driving a, he was driving a car. Really fast. And it never was aspirational that way. It's important to me to find a way to go back and reach younger kids in a way that Trek should and never really has. <laughs> I, I agree and disagree with him because I was a kid when I wanted to be Captain Kirk. This guy Kirk. sounds like yeah. a you know. chef at a taco joint that's never had one. <laughs> <laughs> but they're kind of doing that with Star Trek Discovery, especially with Saru and him with this last episode on Thursday and what he talked about like when he was young and joining Starfleet. So they're kind of doing it now. I yeah. guess. I, I, so what, what this will be, I, I do not know. But, Star Trek uh, babies. I, I vote, <laughs> I I vote so. Star Trek babies. I want to see Baby Khan real bad. <laughs> baby Gorn. I want to see Baby, yeah, baby Gorn. Gorn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he stole my Slurpee. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's see. Well, we'll get we'll get to that some other time. We got baby General Chang. Baby General Chang. That's what we need. Okay, havoc. Uh, let's see. Oh, this ought to be fun because I was looking at some pictures today on Twitter from uh, from toy the toy show that's happening in New oh, York. Toy right Fair. Now. Oh, toy Fair. Is so happening. many things. And there is an awful lot of complaining. Why I don't know? Why? Well, because <laughs> that's what we do now. Because that's what we do now. About how Kenner is going to be releasing. The original action figures from 77, 78, uh-huh. on replica cards, because they still have those molds. Are you kidding me? And they're, they're just, they're making, you know... The shitty toys again. The shitty toys again. <laughs> and what was fascinating was this is they're also releasing a whole bunch of the other shitty toys from our childhood. Uh, like, for example, I remember how quickly they threw out that board game, Escape from the Death Star. Oh, yeah. It was so bad. It was such a turd. Oh, it was terrible. But it was all we had. Yeah. You know, it was all we yeah. had. They're re-releasing that same game, but 
now you get a Governor Tarkin throwback style action figure, ah, which is okay. which is weird because he ne- we never got a Governor Tarkin figure really until the uh, uh, Power of the Force line. Okay. We we didn't get a, a a small Grand Moff Tarkin. I'm gonna have to buy all those. Y- you are. I I've mean, I I <laughs> bought a toy in a long time, but I'm. I mean, I, I've got a re-release set over here from the Power of the Force yeah. line where they just use the old molds, and it was it was uh, Chewie, Leia. I can't see it from here, but I still have that. Uh, but they're new figures, but from the old molds, and that's what they're doing. And so everyone's bitching about that. But I, yeah, You don't want to talk about like, <laughs> those new uh, Mego figures are so stupid. <laughs> Which ones? Buy the, you can get them at Target. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen. I, every time I go to Target, they still have the same amount. Because who wants a fucking Greg Brady? No one wants a Greg. <laughs> no one wanted a Greg Brady when the right. Bradys were a thing. Who the fuck knows who Action Man is? Nobody but us. Yeah. You know. Oh, I want um, Alice. No one wants an Alice action figure. I'm sorry. No one. Yeah. Like they didn't even. The wit and wisdom of Ann B. Davis is lost on everyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked I'm, up, Migo. Did I know Alice's name? Alice and Greg. That's frightening to me. All right, uh, but anyway, this this is all has to do with with this I'm about to tell you about here. Uh, of course, J.J. Uh, Abrams confirmed that uh, initial photography for Star Wars Episode Nine done this week. Is it going to be lands fires? <laughs> and and bitching that we don't have a title yet, <laughs> like that makes or breaks the deal. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I just don't understand a lot of these fans what they bitch about. Um, but um, they're, they're either like whiny or racist or both. Yeah, I think it's they're a little both. sexist. Sexist too. Yeah, misogynist. Yeah. Uh, but they also announced um, something called Triple Force Friday. I saw this so exciting on October fourth. Uh, launch for merchandise from Episode Nine, but also the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Okay, which, you know, again another thing you got to watch. Uh, and Star Wars Babies. And the Star Wars... Oh, look at that. A uh, new game. Uh, the EA Respawn video game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So that's the Triple Force Friday wow. of it on October 4th. All those oh, things yeah. will be made available. All those toys and everything. So set aside. Make plans now. You gotta play your video games I'm and buy your toys. I'm not gonna... Call, call the boss now and tell him I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna... I'll be gone on October 4th. Why? He'll say. And you'll say, Well, it's Triple Force Friday, <laughs> stupid. Triple Force Friday. And he'll go, Well, oh, I understand. Look I understand completely. Take all the time. I, tell you, I, got, I got 335 hours of sick time. Oh, you do? Yeah. Really? Just start using that shit. You better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I've got Triple Force Friday. Oh. It came early this year. <laughs> I like my job so much. Sometimes I pray for cancer so I can take a couple months off. <laughs> And uh, let's see now, when, when's the Academy Awards is it next week? As we record I don't know. this. <laughs> I think so. I think so. So, anyway, I had this story and I wanted to, before the Academy Awards, I wanted to get to, to this story uh, because they interviewed our. No host, right? No host on the no. Oscars. Apparently not. Apparently, we no host. We should do host. that. Every year? Our country should do that. <laughs> we should just go without a president. Uh, well, <laughs> for a couple of years. Listen, I'm, I think I'm, we are, kind of. I think we are. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, uh, Kevin. Hello, nine not one one. I have an emergency now. First of all, I didn't need to do this. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to Florida. <laughs> going to Florida. Just want to let you know for Triple Force Friday. Um, Kevin Feige, 
Oh, we're, we're saying his name right now. Uh, we're saying his name right now. He's never going to come on this show. So that was one of our deals. Yeah. Was that we were going to not say his name right until he came on the show. He's never coming on the show. So Kevin Feige. Um, they interviewed him about Black Panther, you know, being nominated for Best Picture, which is just awesome. Mm-hmm. And, Why uh, is a superhero movie never, ever nominated for an Oscar? Wait, no, not that one. Not that one. <laughs> Sorry. No. Uh, so uh, this was... <laughs> This was in uh, Variety, I'm going to say, or Hollywood Reporter, I can't remember. It says when, and they ask him, when you looked at the slate of all those years ago and looking at all those characters you have, what about Black Panther stood out? He says, well, I've been thinking and dreaming about making it since almost the dawn of the studio, which hints, with hints of Wakanda going into movies is back as early as Iron Man 2. Because they talked about vibranium. Which yep. is true, yeah. Um, Stan and Jack, 60 years ago, created this character in the middle of the civil rights movement to have a person of color from Africa come in and be wealthier, more intelligent, and stronger than the primary heroes in the Marvel Universe at the time, to be able to do that on the big screen. And Stanley, with always his subtle touch, calls him Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, to to, uh, (laughs) To be able to do that on the big screen and explore the world of Wakanda and see a cast of characters that's entirely people of color is what is what excited us. So he said that. They said, at what point did you realize that this movie was going to attract a community that has historically been underserved in this genre? Because in those early discussions that we had with Ryan, that uh, he had with Nate Moore, our executive producer at Marvel, who brought him in to meet with us, and that, was, and that amazing line, he says like, it was, there was one line in the script that, that stood out to him. The amazing line was that he and his co-writer, Joe Robert Cole, wrote for Killmonger. Uh, as he lay dying outside the vibranium mines, looking over Wakanda, T'Challa says, I can try to heal you. And, uh, and, and Killmonger says, uh, why? So you can lock me up? Just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped ships because they knew death was better than bondage. That was in the first draft yeah. of the script. He said, that's one of the best lines I've ever read. And we said, uh, there's going to be a lot of revisions, but don't touch that line. And Ryan Coogler said, well, that's the line I thought you'd tell me to cut out. (laughs) He's on the contrary. Keep that and build more of the movie around that line. Killmonger was such a good villain. Great villain. Wonderful. I I guess they're they're bringing him back. I wish they wouldn't. I think he's he's, he's in Black Panther 2, I thought. I I don't. I hope not. I hope he is. I don't think so. It's a love-hate with that because the way... They ended the story with him was so powerful, but at the so same beautiful. time, he was such a good character that it's like I want more, but I yeah, don't want it was like, more. Like maybe like a do a TV series, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Disney Plus. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe the Infinity Gauntlet has something to do with why he's back. I don't know, but I don't believe he is back. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen anything official. Well, they haven't even started. Filming they haven't yet. even started. No. Well, they don't even have a script yet. Yeah, you know, they don't have anything yet. So don't believe anything you read out there. And then finally, this yes. Uh, we told you last week about the Aquaman spinoff <laughs> movie. Oh, the trench. The, the trench. trench creatures. Stupid. Because if anyone deserves their own show. Yeah, it's, it's the them. fucking... That's a fucking... It's oh. the trench. It's the worst <laughs> idea. Well, they finally said, oh, I guess we ought to do an Aquaman sequel. I guess we ought to look right, at let's that, do that as well. So they, they finally have gotten it's off their asses. It's only making lots of money. I'm sure the trench would make $331 million. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they've, they've got to, you know a screenwriter who's going to start working on a, an actual sequel to Aquaman. Momoa's, yeah. Momoa's practicing throwing smoldering gazes over his shoulder as we speak. So many. Right? It, I I everywhere that. he turned. 
wish I could do that. Uh, I can't do anything. He let's does. see. Now, mm-hmm. now, before we get to the plugs and the rest of the episode, is there anything that that we all need to know? I well, guess not. <laughs> okay. Nothing. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, watch Star Trek Discovery if you haven't. It's I wonderful. Still, it's still so haven't yet. I got to reactivate my it's CBS so app. Oh, good. I cried the past two weeks episodes. Oh, sitting on the couch. Speaking just, of crying, man, the fucking Orville. Oh, the Orville. Holy shit! They've really kicked it up a notch this year. Here's the thing about the Orville. If you're a fan of the next generation Star It's Trek, so next generation. Mm-hmm. It's like they, I, I mean, they just are blatantly saying, we wanted more next generation. Y'all wouldn't make it. Right. So we're making it. You know? I well, mean, did he pitch this show to Paramount? Well, yeah. He said, I want to mm-hmm. do Star Trek. And they said no. Well, he also <laughs> said, I want to do the Flintstones. And Hanna-Barbera said no. Yeah. And then Seth says, well, I want to do a Star Trek show. I want to do Star Trek. Here's my idea for it. And they said no. no Sorry. Goes, well, I'm going to do it anyway. So yeah. I'm going to do it. All right. But I'll, if one more person, like, so I put it like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll praise that show. Yeah. I thought the, did you see the last episode with the, the doctor and the, yeah. and the robot? Holy shit, that was good. No, the, the, the one since then is also just. Oh, I haven't watched the newest oh, one. Oh, you haven't watched the newest one? No. Oh, we get more into that whole, what race is Bordas? What, what planet is he from? Uh, that whole culture. Oh, really? About how they're all male and. Yeah. Well, apparently there are some of them that are interested in girls. Oh. <laughs> and that's a, apparently a death penalty. Oh, geez. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So watch it. But um, people yeah. go, oh, it's just family guy in space. No, no it's not. not. I'll be honest. There's not enough jokes for me. All right. I want more jokes on this show. And but... it's like, there's not like weird flashbacks. And, no. I mean, it's, 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 not, it's... it's not as crude. No, it's no. <laughs> some stuff. It's like that episode, it's some serious Star Trek going on. That mm-hmm. episode though with Bordas on the holodeck, I was just like, "Oh, I can't believe this is on TV!" <laughs> I can't believe this is on TV. But uh, yeah, I mean, if if you miss Next Generation, you Which should you know be, I'm a Next Gen dude. Yeah, it, that's why this is firing for you because yeah. it's well, it's I just got think everything. It's really well done and. It could be like really touching and yeah, and it does oh, yeah. what it's supposed to do. It it it, it holds a mirror up to mm-hmm. to our times, you know. Yeah, and it makes the thing that it's doing that uh, that McFarlane wanted to bring to Star Trek because this was this is his main complaint about Star Trek is that the characters are so caught up in this whole military things that they don't seem real, right? Uh, they don't seem like people, and so that's what he has decided to bring. And that's what he wanted to do with Star Trek, and yeah. that's was, that was what he said to the people behind Star Trek. He says, "Your people aren't real. I, you know, I can't, you know, I, as I much as I admire them, they're yeah. not real people. I can't people. relate to yeah. them. You know, but what I want to do is I want to bring typical work problems to the Enterprise or the, whatever starship I'm given. You, you know, right. and yeah. they said no. It, it's that's not, and I'm just like bullshit. That's yeah, what, that's what Lee and I wrote all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show. I watch the Orville and I go, that's me and Lee Star Trek. They, they, oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, we wrote it 30 years ago. <laughs> they did. It's true. We did. It's great. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, yeah, the Orville's great. I look forward to, because mm-hmm. I love the first season of Discovery and I got to start up the app, but I got too many shows. So yep. many shows. So many. So shows. many. Anyway, uh, just real quick here. Um, we got uh, Travis the Pyman who has uh, got his Geek Show uh, Etsy store going. Uh, he says, uh, I, want some of the, I want the listeners to share their love of Geek Show uh, for the month of February. Here's the deal. So if somebody buys any of the Geek Show stickers during the month of February, 
Uh, let's see. So someone buys... I want to make sure I get this right, because this <laughs> is his, his deal. So if anyone buys any of the Geek Show stickers during the month of February, they'll get another one for free. This includes the Geek Show logo, Geek Show Says Hey sticker, the Eat More Ham sticker, and of course, the Cock Shark. Of course, the Cock Shark. Uh, you gotta have that on your car. Gotta. And if your total order of Geek Show stickers or any other geeky stickers in the store is more than $10 you'll get uh, free basic domestic shipping. There you go. So okay. there you go. So just search Pie Man Graphics on Etsy and then search for the Geeks, Geek Show stickers at the store. Uh, and They're uh, good stickers. They, they are. They have survived a Utah winter. That's wonderful. That's all you need. Yeah. And uh, Jay could not be with us today because he's out slinging jokes for folks. Couldn't make it back in time for the broken news. But uh, he is, let's see, uh, just coming back from, uh, oh, yeah, okay. What's today? The 18th? All right. Uh, he is going to be in Miami at the Miami Improv on the 25th, uh, West Palm Beach uh, the 26th, uh, Naples, Florida on the 28th. Then he's heading to Albany, New York on uh, March 6th, uh, then heading to Rochester on uh, the 7th through the 9th, uh, Columbus, Ohio on the 12th, Cincinnati, Ohio on the 13th. Uh, Daytona on the 14th, Ontario, California at the Improv on the 19th, Irvine, California Improv on the 20th. And then uh, San Diego on the twenty first, and uh, more dates to follow. He is. Uh, I can't wait to touring man. I can't wait till he's like super famous and I get to be his turtle. Exactly. <laughs> We're all gonna do that. It's gonna be it's gonna be entourage, but geek show style. Yeah. I would watch that show. Jay is the star. It means I'd have to kind of like be the what was the character's name? The manager type. If you're gonna be turtle, uh, uh, Ari. Ari. You'd be Ari. I'd I would be Ari. Watch that show. Hey, Hulu, we have another idea. There you go. <laughs> I'd steal it, somebody. And uh, Larissa, where can we see your stuff? I follow you on Twitter. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Larissa P. Cosplay, because Larissa Page apparently was too long for Twitter. I post a lot of Simpsons gifts and references. <laughs> and then um, if you want to see me in person, I'm going to be at Amazing Comic-Con Aloha, February 22nd through the 24th. Is that in Hawaii? I'm going to Honolulu. Ah. For a Comic Con. You and Des will have a hard life. Yep, and Des will be with me. And that's my first show of the year. Other than that, I have shows coming up that I can't talk about yet because I haven't been officially announced by them. Okay. But you can find me at Fanex in Salt Lake. I think I'm going to be a panelist. I signed up for panels, but we'll see. We'll make sure of that. I haven't yeah. signed up for my panels yet. Am I too late? You might be. I'll Don't worry. I'll get a hold of you. If I can do it, you can do it. It's yeah. fine. We, we, we know people. It's okay. We'll take care. Both of you. We'll take care of both of you. <laughs> Um, yeah, Instagram? I do. I'm Larissa Page Cosplay on Instagram, and that's where you can see all of my cosplay stuff. Cause that's, that's where the big stuff happens. That's where the big stuff happens, the pictures of my actual outfits, because I just use Twitter for everything I don't want to post on Instagram. Yeah, see, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting a lot of love from you on Twitter, I'll say that. I need more from you on Twitter. I'm just going to harass She's you She's on, on Instagram now. all the time. I am on Instagram all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, right. I, I use my Twitter for The Simpsons. That's it. All your fun stuff. Yep. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, get back to the episode. Give us a message or two, and we'll be right back. The name of the episode is Mouthfeel. <laughs> Please to enjoy. Booze Teak can step up your gift-giving game. You'll love the geek barware. Get Star Wars or Star Trek drink can cozies, Han and Leah teacups that say, I love you, I know, and more. Plus Funko Pops, including Ivy's favorite, Death from the Sandman comic, and Funko Bob Ross as Deadpool, and even more geekware. Don't forget accessories for wine and cocktails to entertain and celebrate. Gift cards are available as well. Located at 315 East Broadway, they got free parking at Booze Teak. Get 15% off when you say, Geek Show Says Hey. 
Love is in the air this month at Cabin Fever, located at the heart of Trolley Square on the corner of 500 South and 700 East. From lava lamps to rubber duckies, it's Cabin Fever so much more than a Valentine's card store. Another year come and gone, and another opportunity to celebrate all kinds of love in February. From your bows to your bros, from your mows to your foes and your hoes, nothing sets the mood and says, I lava you like an original lava lamp from Cabin Fever. No need to hide your assets. How about donning a candy bra and panties to surprise the loved ones in your life? Cabin Fever houses books, tin signs, cards, puzzles, and of course, Valentine's cards for everyone in your life. They've got it all, whether it's the gift, the wrapping paper, the pen, or the card. It's Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square. At the corner of 500 South and 700 East, Cabin Fever is so much more than a Valentine's Day card store. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about My Workout Buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, My Workout Buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my work. Workout Buddy SLC or email me myworkoutbuddyslc at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, My Workout Buddy SLC. And we're back. Woo! Yeah. Oh, All right. God. You're so da, lucky. Da, da. Like, um, seriously. Now we've Anybody been, that's got anything that's uh, in their ears right now. <laughs> wow. We've been we've been enjoying uh, the sci-fi TV series, the sci-fi channel TV series, uh, well, Deadly Class and Happy. And the Magicians. The, oh, the Magicians. Fucking love so the Magicians. Good. Well, they have announced three new series. I like in the that works they're actually trying to make shows now. At sci-fi. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, well, let's see. The first one is a series. Hopefully based, it's not by Alan Moore. Based on <laughs> Based on the Chucky doll. Um, what? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Right, I know. Right. They're working. They're working with Chucky creator Don Mancini for a TV series based on the killer doll. Hope stashed. Uh, now there is a, another Chucky movie being done. Um, yeah, that's fine. That this guy ain't happy with because he's not. Well, a he's not involved, and oh. b it's. You a, mean Mancini? It's, it's a called, reboot. Oh. Charles. Yeah, it's a reboot. I'm Charles the Killer Doll. Uh, Hello. Hello. <laughs> Enjoy this stabbing. Stab, stab. But uh, Chucky is, uh, it's purely in development, landed at sci-fi. There was a multiple network bidding war, apparently. Well, hey, can I tell you, though? Is everyone drunk at the this kids, auction? I guess. No, no, here's the thing. The kids at the Sev, they all know who Chucky is. They do. Really? And they have known, like... From so what? I, I, from the movies. Hmm. Like, for the... For, you know, I've been uh, at the sub for a decade. Yeah, and they've for the last ten years, 
every year. They know who fucking Chucky is. Seriously? Yeah. Well, I'm surprised that by that. That is bizarre, he's, yeah. He's my attorney's favorite. Um, next to Conan the Barbarian. Uh, launched in 1988. Yeah. The original Child's Play. Seven films, all written by Mancini. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, Even Bride of thing. Chucky? Yes. The so, fil- I, like, there's, like, a, a, a name recognition to it. And yeah, like, okay. And, and, and people love it. I all mean, right. I can see it. Ah. Uh, also joining the Chucky series is uh, Nick Ant- Antacosta, who uh, was the creepy pasta guy who also did Channel Zero for which is no longer a thing. Sci-fi, which was canceled, yep. and he also hates Costa. <laughs> He's anti-Costa. <laughs> uh, but uh, so there's that. Uh, on the pilot side, there is a uh, show called Cipher. Is Fo- it with a Y? C C I P H E R. Follows a 13-year-old video game junkie whose brain is unexpectedly implanted with secret military technology. So it's Chuck. 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 (laughs) Yeah. He and his father find themselves at the center of a great war over artificial intelligence. And uh, a great war with his hormones having to deal with his handler as played by Yvonne Stravinsky. Well, What happened to her? Where's she been? uh, She's been on The uh, Handmaid's Tale. But here's, here's the fun part. Okay. Danny McBride is involved in this. What? Oh, oh good. Yeah. I, I'm in. He got, uh, he got my attention. Allison Miller will write and executive produce via her overall deal. Uh, David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, Jody Hill, and Brandon James executive produce on behalf of Roughhouse Pictures, which is Halloween, that new Halloween movie that yeah. we saw. And uh, Peter Hoare from the Umbrella Academy TV series. Oh, shit. Direct. That's starting soon, too. That starts soon. Uh, good hmm. try. Looks bonkers. And then there is a show called... Future, now that word is in parentheses, so it's future cult classic. Okay. Uh, They're betting pretty heavy on themselves. Yes. (laughs) Set 18 years in the future, centers on a group of teens whose community is rocked by a 1990s slasher movie-obsessed serial killer. The heroes realize they're being targeted and decide to take matters in their own hands and track down the killer before time runs out. Uh, They've got a a script from uh, Shea Hatton, a uh, producer from Veep is involved in this, Tim Kirkby. And uh, this is being developed by uh, Lorne Michaels. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Saturday Night Live, Lorne Michaels? Yeah. Okay. Called Future Cult Classic. You mean as uh, Don, uh, Donald Trump Jr. calls Saturday Night Live? S&L? S&L. The development slate arrives as Sci-Fi says farewell to Killjoys. After a five-season run. Motherfuckers. I know. Also, Channel Zero's gone. Z- ah, Z- cocksuckers. Uh, Z Nation. Ah! I didn't watch that one. I didn't either. So that means uh, they're keeping the magicians, Van Helsing, Winona Earp, which surprises me, Happy, Krypton. Krypton got renewed again. Got huh? renewed, yeah. yeah. And Lobo's going to be on it. And Lobo oh. is going to and have you yeah. seen? Yeah. He's I've Lobo. Seen, he looks like Lobo. Sweet. He's got the hair, the white skin. He's like like a skinny yeah. kid. He's the, the main the, man. Yeah. The, with a sharpie beard and <laughs> yeah. you know black black hoodie. Uh, the de- bicycle. The decision has yet to be made about uh, Night Flyers. The George R R R R R R R R Martins. I, I had to, I had to watch Night Flyers. You had to. Yeah. Oh, is it on already? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's already aired. Is it good? Uh, it has its moments. I mean, it's nowhere near as horrible as the uh, 1988 <laughs> movie of the Night Flyers that was made. Uh, it was right <laughs> up our alley, actually. You and I should seriously do some like major blow and watch the 88 Night Flyers. What? Which one was that? <laughs> Who, what was that? 
Uh, no, it was called Night Flyers, uh-huh. and it was made the same summer as RoboCop, and I think they shot it for a $1.5 million budget, and there's so much uh, crayon special effects going on with it where, like, People are getting electrocuted. Is that one based off George R. R. Oh, Martin's yeah, yeah. It was a novella story? he wrote in like oh, 1983. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But the best part about it is uh, he's he's flat out said if it wasn't for the renaissance that that shitty movie had on the sci-fi network in the early 90s, mm-hmm. he would have never had the money to sit back and write Game of Thrones. Really? Yeah. Oh. Wow. So, well, but I don't okay. want to... I'll watch it with him, but I don't want to do cocaine. Oh, no. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what blow means? Nah, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> Let's just smoke some weed. Watch that movie. Now, Jordan, in Colorado. Huh? Yeah, in Colorado, because it's illegal here. We or or it Nevada here. or California. Yeah, or you just know. like almost anywhere. Pretty, yeah, we're we're somewhere. pretty much surrounded. Yeah. Um, so Jordan Peele, I didn't realize what he's the non-bald one, right? He's the non-bald one of yeah. Key and Peele. And remind me, I've got a story about uh, the bald one. <laughs> I'll tell you off off the show. <laughs> um, he is a huge. Geek, especially a horror geek, which is why he's perfect to be in charge of the Twilight well, Zone. And also, I saw that trailer for that new movie he's doing. Uh, I'm not going to fucking see it. It looks crazy. I will not see it. It looks so fucking uh, seriously. Scary. Watch the trailer. It'll, us. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. scare the shit out of you. Yeah, I, I'm not going to watch that fucking movie. And yeah, uh, apparently, Us is inspired by an episode of the Twilight Zone. Mm. What? Mm. It's a Rolling Stone interview. Jordan Peele. Clarified Rolling first. Stone's still around? Yes. Oh, okay. Still rolling along. But it's in pog form. He uh, <laughs> he clarified, first of all, Us is a horror movie. I don't want you to get it confused like Get Out did. Because, well, it doesn't look funny because, because, fuck at all. Because That's Get true. Out was a horror movie, <laughs> yeah. but it got inter- misinterpreted as a social thriller. But he said it, it's a <sighs> horror movie. Uh, but he says, I'm such a horror nut that the genre confusion of Get Out broke my heart a little. Aww. I set out to make a horror movie. <laughs> it looks like he did it, too. And it's kind of not a horror movie. As a horror movie fan, I really wanted to contribute something to that world. And in the same interview, he, uh, he talked about uh, us being inspired by the classic Twilight Zone episode Mirror Image. Uh, he says, Us's initial inspiration, appropriately enough, was the old Twilight Zone episode Mirror Image. It's terrifying, beautiful, and really elegant storytelling. So now your homework is is to find that episode. That trailer's so fucking scary. YouTube. Yeah. It's scary as fuck, that trailer. I'm I, not going to see it. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm going to wait. I'm not going to do that to myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Are you going to say it's a wait for... I'm saying it's a wait for not because it won't be good. Yeah. But because you don't want to see it with other people. But because, yeah. <laughs> you want to see him like, screaming know. like a baby? Exactly. Yeah. Shannon kicking the back of the seat in front of him. Ah, fuck! <laughs> I, no, I will not see this. I, I don't like... It I don't, looks scary as fuck. It and really it looks did. like gory and shit. I don't want to see it. All right. Uh, a couple of other things. That burned up kid? Nope. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No. A couple other things in development. If there's anything scarier than a burn victim, I don't know what it is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the directors of Deadpool. Jeez. The directors of Deadpool and Seven are producing an animated anthology series. Okay, Deadpool and Seven? Yeah. Okay. It's called Love, Death, and Robots. Okay. Animated anthology series coming to Netflix. Uh, let's see. So you got uh, Tim Miller, director of Deadpool, and the upcoming, it says here, Terminator 6, which which I saw some backstage uh, footage of. And what the no. hell's going on with that? It's going to be awesome, guys. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's got a dog. Yeah, I guess he has a dog, and he's old in it. And uh, I've trained this dog to recognize Terminators. And, besides uh, myself, <laughs> ignore me. It uh, ignores me, but finds the other cyborgs. Stop peeing on me! <laughs> <laughs> Don't hump my knee again. And Linda, Linda Hamilton's in it, right? Yeah, she yeah. is. Yep. Yeah, she is. So anyway, is James Cameron around? Okay, I'll come uh, back. Okay. So Tim Miller. Um, is his moon face boy in it? No. Who's <laughs> training to be a bodybuilder now? <laughs> the maid is. I'm, I'm going to be in Pumping Iron 7. <laughs> and uh, David Fincher, the director of 7 and Fight Club, just to name a few of those. Uh, David is what? Is Not aware. It? Is Fincher directing it? He's involved in it. Wait, Lo- uh, but they're, but they're both directors, Miller and Fincher. Well, let me Are they gonna... let's okay, let's sorry. read on. Let us read the fucking story, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miller says, uh, "Love, Death, and Robots is my dream project. It combines my love of animation and amazing stories. Midnight movies, comic books, and magazines of fantastic fiction have inspired me for decades, but they were regulated to the fringe culture of geeks and nerds of which I was a part." I'm so fucking excited that the creative landscape has finally changed enough for adult-themed animation to become part of a larger cultural conversation. 18 different shorts with a total runtime of 185 minutes. Each story runs between 5 and 15 minutes. Each one has a unique animation style, from traditional 2D to photo real, 3D CGI. Sounds like a heavy metal. Yeah, all yeah. from all from a different set of filmmakers aimed at an adult audience. Beyond that, we don't know much it's, about it. It's a it's a tribute to heavy metal. That's what it sounds like. Could be. Cool. Could very well be. All right, and uh, Netflix has joined the MPAA. What? Yeah. Hmm. Net- Surprise. Netflix has joined. Uh, well, when you when you hear the story, you're going to go. Hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at the future right now. Uh, Netflix has uh, joined the ranks of the Motion Picture Association of America alongside the six major Hollywood studios. And uh, the other Hollywood studios were fine with it. That surprises me the most right there. Actually, when you think about it. Okay. Unprecedented move coming on the same day that, the, uh, that they landed their first Oscar nom for Best Picture. It was endorsed by Disney, Fox, Paramount, Sony, Universal, and Warner Brothers. The first time in history that a non-studio has been granted entry hmm. into the MPAA. It is also a defining moment for the MPAA. Uh, because when you think about it, what's really the future of film release? Not, Not in movies. Simultaneous theaters, release everywhere. Yeah. And all the rest of these companies... Are either they have their or are working on their own? That's true. Apps, streaming, yeah. streaming services, content, and it yeah, feels services. like Disney Plus is definitely testing those waters with all of those Star Wars oh, yeah. and Avengers related properties. For sure, you know mm-hmm. you're not going to do a series with Tom Hiddleston and say, "Oh, well, we just did it on a lark." Yeah, yeah. Movie wise, though, I think Netflix is going to take it with uh, Roma. You, you think, think so? so? Yeah. You best, know what? Best Picture Roma. Yeah. My wife actively hates that movie. Well, <laughs> we should have a discussion. <laughs> the word. Why some, does she hate it? Some of the words that she used were uh, pretentious. Yes. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the Oscars. You know. Um, I saw one scene that I thought I looked at it and I went, "Well, that was awfully pretentious." Yeah. The fact that it's black and white, first of all. Oh, is it black and white? And foreign language. And and foreign language. 
Was it filmed in the U.S.? Wait, hold on, hold on. You got to imagine the colors and read the words? Yep. (laughs) I ain't watching that shit. There was a scene where they were out. (laughs) Give it to a star is born. They were out burning the fields. (laughs) Yep. And for some reason, a guy in a fur-covered costume steps up and starts singing. Yeah. No, it's. And I'm like, okay, now you're just being pretentious. I'm 100% with you. To be pretentious. That's Lynchy. It is. I expected David I'm Lynch. 100% with you, but I think you're going to take it. So. I, uh, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm actually really upset about the Academy Awards because uh, they missed the opportunity to have the best hosts they could have ever had. Any host? No, Pepe the King Prawn from the Muppets. From the Muppets. Yeah. yeah. Who, with, you, who with, you should follow on Twitter. They, they, with, uh, should, have, they should have us host it. With uh, musical bits by <laughs> Muppets. You say that real fast. I, I have to say it. It's fucking depressing that you can't find one fucking host. Isn't that crazy? I think it's sad. Yeah, Other than I think it's Pepe really sad. Prawn. That like not one fucking host can come out and be like, yeah, so I want to do this. They did it one other time. And do you remember what a fucking debacle it was? It was. They, had no that was the, uh, they did it, it was 1990-something. Yeah. And it was uh, that was that one that started out with that giant musical number. Rob with, Lowe with singing. With Rob Lowe singing with uh, Snow, Snow White. White. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a fucking what? shit show. See, here's the thing. is, And I, I think it was Seth MacFarlane talked about why they can't find a host. He says, there's no winning end for the host. Mm. There's no way you can win. I mean, other than being on everyone's TV, that's all you can really get out of it. This is because they start writing hit pieces before the show even starts. Mm -hmm. And then afterward, it's nothing but hit pieces about how you sucked. No matter what you do, no matter who you are, even the best hosts, they got shat on. So, Except for like Bob well, Hope, well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, no, Seth, Seth said like I, I, it's always been a dream. I would, you know, I love that I did it. I would never do it again. Yeah, mm. and 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 he's right. There's no what. What's the upside other than being on everybody's TV in one night? And even that, not it's many. Like, it's like running for office anymore. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it could just be like a gig. But <laughs> now it's it's so under scrutiny that yeah, that you're under a fucking microscope, like. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh-huh. What'd you yeah. say 20 years ago? Uh, you know so what? saying the here's nerds the are nitpicking it to death? So could, here's the thing. I, I do it just for the fucking gift bag. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> hey, we went to a Hollywood party and got a gift bag, and it was amazing. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Here's, My, here's the thing. You don't have to host to get the gift bag. You can just attend. You just well, attend. They're not going to let me go. <laughs> they might. You know Jimmy. Hi! (laughs) Jimmy can get you in there. Slipping slipping Jimmy will get me in there. My my favorite host, no shit, that I've been watching clips from was Ricky Gervais of any Golden Globes. Oh, yeah. They just let him host everything because he don't give a fuck. He he, doesn't give a shit. He said he would host the Oscars. They're like, no. But the Oscars are like, no. (laughs) Uh -uh. No. You're too mean. (laughs) (laughs) He'll fucking make a mockery of it. Who gives a shit, you know? They'd probably get higher ratings than they have in years. Probably. Nah. Probably. All right. Uh, one more story, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, uh, while we're talking about TV series, uh, a Resident Evil TV series. Ugh. I saw this. That's for Netflix, right? I think you it's know, for it, Netflix. It does not say, but I wouldn't yeah, be yeah, it's, it's, for it's for Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, the Resident Evil TV series will explore the dark inner workings of the Umbrella Corporation and the new world order caused by the outbreak of the T-virus. Dun, dun, oh, it is dun. Netflix, yes. Uh, Ger- what was the name of the town? Beaver Town? Raccoon City. Beaver Town. That's where I want to move to. German production and distribution company Constantin Films are behind the 
Uh, they are behind the movie franchise. They will help produce the show, and the series itself oh. will deepen the existing mythology of the series, whether that means it's set in the world of the films or a reboot, we don't know. If it's the company that did the films, be prepared for it to be pretty much nothing like the video games. Yeah, nonsense. <laughs> Nonsensical, <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, That's one of the few, like, uh, uh, my ex-wife loved the Resident Evil series, and I'd sit there and watch it, and it fucking kind of scared me. That and Silent Hill. Right? Yeah. Oh, the and games. I, yeah, the games you're talking about. The games. Yeah. I'd watch it because, you know, I don't play video games. Yeah. And I'd watch it, and, and I kind of like, you know, I thought the story was kind of cool. Yeah. So then when that first movie came out, I was like, well, let's go see that fucking movie. <laughs> and we got there, and we're like, what the fuck is this now? Exactly. It's totally Clones different. Clones and laser beams? What the fuck is this? And they, it? Just, they just recently, a couple weeks ago, released Resident Evil 2, the remake, mm-hmm. and it is bang on amazing. Yeah. I've played through it all the way already, and it's it's so good. Fucking that's what that's what's kind of given the story about them getting a Netflix show legs is because in the first week Resident Evil Two remake sold three million copies. Yeah, millions of copies. Yeah, yeah. So fucking liquors. All right, those are the worst. I hate those fucking things. Uh, who has games? Nada. No movies. Nothing, All right, huh? games. Games. We got uh, Anthem comes out this week from Bioware. Hopefully, it's better than the demo was. Uh, <laughs> if not, it's definitely a wait for because it probably will get wait better. for. Yeah, but wait for it to get better. Get patched. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami for the PC. Uh, let's see. We got Dirt Rally 2 Deluxe Edition for if you like rally car racing. It's and got guns? No. Nope, That's what Lee was going to ask. I got it for him. Got, they got guns? No guns. Oh. Just, don't, just racing don't the rally cars. It's got no guns? Yeah, okay. no. But uh, that's that's it for this week. Kind of a l- little slower week than last week. Mm. All right. Go play Red Dead or Resident Evil 2. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what everyone else is doing anyway. So, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I think we're good, Mister M- B. If you did, Alan Moore have something to do with the curing of this ham? <laughs> it tastes weird and overwrought. 